Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yellow, it's a sportive. Jonas B, I've got John with me. Hi, John. Uh, hi, Brandon. How you doing? Good. It's Stu. Hey, Brandon. Long time. Yeah, right. God damn it, Stu. So we uh, <laughs> just recorded a, a really, really good 45 minutes, like probably oh. the best 45 we've ever done as podcast. And mm-hmm. then uh, right about at the end of that, Stu said, were we supposed to have pressed record? Yeah. When does this said, yeah. podcast right. start anyway? So right. Should we get started on this thing? This interview and we had done is this, our best stuff, and this interview is over, sir. <laughs> sure, sure it is. You know what? We'll call the shots now, Stuart. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we went through a very, very long, laborious, I would say, arduous uh, Vikings preview. Arduous, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings preview, mostly just to recap. Uh, John is way more optimistic than we thought. So uh, I try to bring him down, as I do, because I am not a huge football fan. So I had to do my best to bring John down, which I sort of did. Stu, also supremely confident that they're going to win. So I had to bring him down as well. I went through a lot of old memories of old Vikings losses. Really brought the brought the house down. And not in like a brought the house down good way, but like mood, emotions, <laughs> happiness. All really, yeah. really low. So you yeah. missed that. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, we did our Vikings uh, game predictions, and I was, I think I was 27 16 Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I picked 28 10 Vikings because I could not be more confident. 28 10 Vikings, and then Stuart, you were kind of somewhere in there um, too. Right? 27 to 19. 27 and 19. So we're on record now. Those are our actual predictions. All Vikings wins, all feeling good and confident. Uh, Stewart will be at the game in a suite because he's uh, obscenely he uh, fortunate and wealthy. John <laughs> will be in his basement and probably barely even paying attention. That's how confident he is. He actually doesn't even care. He's like, oh, when is it? Saturday? Sunday? Whatever. <laughs> uh, and I will be in Scottsdale watching from Four Peaks Brewing, in uh, it, which is the Arizona brew pub tap room, whatever you call it, that was founded by Minnesota dudes. There should be a lot of Vikings fans there, and I've been to the, the other the, location. I can't remember where it was, but it's the official Arizona drinking location of the Sported Podcast. This is very true. Very true. Extremely true. Like couldn't be more true. And if they wanted uh, to so sponsor us and maybe send us a couple uh, cases of that kilt lifter they got, that wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and negotiate against us right now and say if they want to give me one free beer while I'm out there, 
<laughs> they are they are, are officially that will be a sponsor Great. for us. Thanks, one, Brandon. I really appreciate that. One <laughs> It was nice how that went from maybe we could all get beer to I'll no, talk us no. down and maybe nope. I could get one beer and screw all of you. I held out for 0.5 seconds and went, nah, I got a worse idea, and I'm going to vocalize it. Hey, John, no one's listening. No one is paying attention to this. Stu is still not pressed record, so this is, <laughs> we're still in the green room here. It's all still running. Everything is running still. I'm watching the little, little, the little, the little uh, needle spike go up, go down, go up, go down. So it's all good. good. It's all good. It's fantastic. Okay, so we did a hot 25 on that, and then we moved on to the wild mid-year, mid-season review. Uh, we did some Tampa Bay Lightning trivia. I don't know if that worked or it didn't, but we mentioned some random names of Tampa Bay Lightnings. Lightnings? Stu- yeah. Yeah, Stu- Steven Stu- Stamco and uh, his name. Vincent Carthizer and Steven Stamco. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we did that. And this then after John, mispronouncing uh, Warren Zevon's name last week. Ugh. Warren Zevon. Uh, and then... John complained about the wild. Um, I have renamed myself Dr. Crease. <laughs> so do not call me Poochie anymore. Please, yeah. just Dr. No. Crease because Dr. Crease and Mr. Has Puck. Taken the moniker of yeah. Mr. Puck. Dr. Yeah. Crease and Mr. Puck. Uh, so we talked a little bit of hockey, and then that devolved immediately somehow into Stu bragging about St. Cloud hockey, John angrily telling him to hang a banner, and then we just sort of fumed silently for the next twenty minutes or so. So that was yes. that kind of brings us up to the forty-five minute mark, and then uh, and then it all went awry from there. There was a, there was funny. a weird part. It was all awry the entire time, but there was a weird part right awry. at the end there where I was role playing as Barry Alvarez's mom, and I was yep. telling him he had a one way ticket to space and would never come back. I that tried was, to ask. That was a little you, strange. Could you please be as nice as possible to Big Ten hockey as possible? Like, like the role playing exercise was: who on earth would defend Big Ten hockey the most? I thought it was Barry Alvarez's mom because he's the most responsible, and mom's really nice. You, in turn, said, "Okay, fine. I'm Barry Alvarez's mom. Go to outer space. I hate your. Guts. I have no son. I never had a son. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so wounds are still a little fresh." That's grabbed over. Yeah, never go away. Anyway, I I I think I was surprised that as Mr. Puck and Dr. Crease, you guys were so shocked that the Wild are probably not going to make the playoffs. They are as uh, as of now, and we are recording this on one second. Please, January tenth, thirty three percent chance to make the playoffs, and we were as Dr. Crease. I'll I'll speak for Mr. Puck. Mm-hmm. We were I forget what the were we bam no we we were befuddled. Polaxed. I, I said polaxed, I believe. So I was polaxed. I was not ready Completely. for that. I really thought they had made it. No. They had turned things around, and now I feel bad because yeah. they're just bad, and they're not going to get any well, better for a the, long time. I'm with you, Mister Puck. You know, I feel like the 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 reason I feel bad is the fans need us, and we didn't think that they did. Yeah. They need us for our insights and for our passion for the game, and uh, and I guess we just have been sort of sitting on our laurels for the past couple of years, assuming well, they turn it around. So. I mean, people come to us for yeah. the Corsies and the Fezziwigs and the HVAC, and we uh, we guess we're at a loss right now. We really thought that they had turned a corner, HVAC. and they they haven't. They have not turned any corner. Puck possession time. Fans have no idea about any of these things because we're the ones that provide that to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
they just uh, just walking around blind. So I feel terrible about that. So Dr. Crease and Mr. Puck are going to make this right. We promise. That's a we'll get it right. We will get it right. We'll get it right. Yep. Uh, so that brings us up to the present, and I think that we just wanted to talk, I think, a little bit of hoops, and then we'll see what happens from there. Let's uh, talk mostly about Tyus Jones dunking, well, let's say near LeBron James. Destroying to say LeBron James. That Tyus Jones dunked on LeBron James. Because all he really did was not get his get a layup block. But still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just dunked, yes. He just dunked, and LeBron James happened to be near him. But still, it was amazing, and I watched the clip about 2,000 times the next day. It is a proven, undeniable fact that LeBron James was the closest player to him. Right. So, that's basically dunking on him. Tyus Jones is 5'4". I didn't know he could dunk to begin 111 with. 111 pounds. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actually, actually a true fact. His teammates all made fun of him because they thought he couldn't dunk. Yeah. Right. It's pretty funny because he is legitimately like 6'2". He's a yeah. small man. He's a small man for basketball. For basketball, he he does look like a little tiny baby out mm-hmm. there. Um, it was, I mean, the Wiggins uh, three-pointer to beat Oklahoma City at the beginning of the year and the Tyus dunk were the two times this season where I, I don't even know what the right term would be of the sound I made, like a like a yelp. Like a, like a, like a childish, like not even, you know, the family looked at me not out of like, oh, dad's pumped up of like, is dad okay? That was more like you had the vapors than anything else. I think I made something, something weird happened in my body. And uh, those are the two moments. And that was just unbelievable. And, you know, like Danielle likes basketball, but she doesn't really pay attention to it much. There have only been a few times where I've been like, Get in here! Watch this replay! That was one of them. Like, I forced her, and she didn't give a shit. I'm sure she's like, yeah, he dunked. Okay? And I had to try to explain the backstory of, no, you don't realize three minutes ago, LeBron basically ruined his life with, like, the most embarrassing block. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, like me blocking my six-year-old, you know? Um, But, yeah, that was a really fun moment. Like, an unbelievably fun game. I'm glad glad to hear, Brandon, that you go through the same trouble I do in which you get really excited about a sports thing and then are immediately deflated as you try to explain to your wife why <laughs> it's legitimate that you're so excited right, right now. <laughs> I know. It is like when she describes to me the drama of The Bachelor of like, no, you don't get... This is why she got the last rose is because this happened whatever. And I'm like, you, I, I, honestly, please shoot me in the face. <laughs> it's the same... Yeah, it's the same thing. I don't know what look is on uh, my face right now, but it cannot possibly be conveying how little interest I actually have in this. I know. Just please, can I be excused? Can I please be excused to go anywhere else in the house and the in best, this room with you watching this? T- yeah. The best part is I always try to lean in like, all right, if I just explain this, then Lisa will get excited. And it's going to be great. And so I finish this explanation, and then there's just the terrible pause. Yeah. And then Lisa says something like, well, that, that's great, honey. 
And yeah, it's like it's yeah. like you accidentally told a racist joke in front of her family, and then had to try to explain, like, no, that's not what I meant by. No oh way. Jesus! Okay, let me start over from the from the beginning, and it's just like everybody's slowly backing away of like, let me get out of this. Everybody's pulling out their phone to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction that I had about that, and it was um, it's been really fun. Uh, and then tonight, again, we're recording this on January 10th. They are playing the Thunder, which is their closest rival as of now, and they, the team that they're and uh, they, I believe, most likely they, going to play in the playoffs. They kicked the shit out of them again, Brandon. Yeah. They kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. Again, it's yep. like the third time they beat in Oklahoma City this year. Three and one against them, and uh, yeah, I think yeah, and this was a good one. So they were tied at 47 at the half. And uh, and then they just yeah, sort of really boat raced him at the in the second half, and the Thunder are a really good team. Obviously, as of now, with 30 seconds left, scored 88 points. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony went five of 19. Paul George went five of 14. I mean, Westbrook had a good game, but one out of three of those guys having a good game. Yeah. Um, it feels weird. Something's something's working for the uh, the the Wolves because they've been essentially the best team in the NBA for about a week now or ten days. So it's almost um, like and stick with me here, Brandon. You take okay, a on. point guard who, <laughs> whose initials may or may not be JP. Okay, you take him yep. out of the lineup because and. Just knowing that he's the most indifferent, lackadaisical defender in the entire NBA, you take him out of the defensive lineup, and suddenly the team gets better. It's hard to understand how these things work. It's weird. Yeah, there's only one variable here that changed, but I don't know if that's the thing. Yeah. Could that be the you know, I'm no scientist. I, variable control. I get I confused really gonna easily. going to have to run some of the regression tests to make sure. Right. Play yeah. this whole playing with five competent defenders instead of four at once is. Hey, I'll do the math. It seems like this might be better somehow. Tyus, our sweet boy, uh, he didn't have a great shooting night tonight. He was one of six, but he was still a plus five from the bench, which was the best bench player. Uh, Teague was a good plus minus because he played with. Uh, you know, he plays with the good players. But eight points. Uh, three assists. You know, he was he was fine, I guess, and obviously got torched. But I think uh, a few different people were on on Westbrook, so I can't possi- I can't blame all of it, even though I want to. On <laughs> I TV, don't see why but, you uh, can. You clearly can. They are just they are just so much more fun to watch with Tyus out there. Now would and, be the uh, time at which you could blame it on Teague. Yeah, fuck it. I'm blaming it on Teague. There you go. But they did win. Oh no no! That, I'm blaming Westbrook. It's a really good win. Yep, yeah. They would have won by way more without uh, if Teague would have been better right. or hadn't played. So, uh, yeah, incredible win. Super super fun. The Wolves are now I think 11 games over 500, 27 and 16. They are easily a four seed, close to the three seed. Got a few games up on the on Oklahoma City in the five seed. Uh, you know, it's all going to go bad at some point. But John. In the part of the podcast that uh, that did not get recorded because student press record, um, FYI, um, you talked <laughs> for, about wanting to. <laughs> for those who are just joining us, 
Yes. <laughs> For, uh, we we get a lot of fan mail of people that say, I love your podcast, but I only start 13 minutes in. Right. And it's mm-hmm. just a weird sort of... It's just- Superstition for those guys. So for for those few thousand listeners to do that, um, I just wanted to let people know what happened. Um, you said you were trying out a new optimism thing, and uh, I'm going to try it out too. Yep. I'm, I'm going to give it a whirl. So it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool to be a Wolves fan right now. They're they're kicking the shit out of teams, and they're I will playing say some good defense. It was it it was kind of amazing how much more I enjoyed the Timberwolves when Jeff Teague was not in the lineup. Mm-hmm. As it turns mm-hmm. out, that mm-hmm. was the piece that I needed. Ty- I needed Tyus in the starting lineup, and that was enough. And Teague played 26 tonight. Tyus played 19. I would rather flip those, obviously, but it's not like a 40 to you know eight minute sort of swing right now. So hopefully that means more Tyus in our lives. Hey, which if- is uh, it's what it's the cure that 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 uh, it's the what it's the if- cure for all of us. Yeah, if if, if Dibs right, remembered that they were that there were players sitting on the bench behind him, that's a win. Yeah, it is sad that he has to have a coach tap him on the shoulder every six minutes and and just like yeah. comically point out all the other guys on the team. And you go, oh shit! Yeah, Gorgie, get in there. So that's a weird thing about him. Wiggins played forty-two tonight. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Uh, cancel what I said yeah. about good that he knew he had subs. Yeah, no, but I'm not as worried about worried about Wiggins. Uh, Towns played 30, Butler played 36. Totally manageable and fine. Good usage. It's getting better, and it's weird how quickly it got better. I'm not used to this new world where everything is working the way that Tibbs was hoping it worked. <laughs> you know, like hey, we've got a short, we got to play guys. A lot early because we're trying to figure out our bench. We don't have it's whatever, and people were just hooting and hollering. I was one of them, screaming about like everybody's playing too many minutes, and now all of a sudden they just aren't playing many minutes anymore. I don't know what to do with my time. I have all this allotted anger, like a quota for each month, sports anger, and I don't know where to put it. Put it in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> If Clarence is yeah. here, I believe you would say, put it in your butt. Well, he's not here. Yeah, those are two... Yeah. We don't have to put anything in our butts when he's not around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could make that the title of this podcast. <laughs> if only we could. When he comes back, butt time. There's going to be so many... <laughs> his next show, there's going to be so many things and so many butts. It's just going to be a laundry list. It's going to be Martin Luther. It's just there's so many, so many people with things that are going to be put in their butts, and uh, I, I for one look forward to it. But it's yep. it'll 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 be uh, memorable if nothing else. Right, very true. Um, that's all I got for a hoops talk. Yeah, same here. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Pretty fun. All right, John, do you want to take the floor for a minute and talk about the, the loons? I, the I just club? want to make fun. I want to take a brief moment to make fun of Minnesota United. They they did finally sign a second player this offseason, uh, a guy from Cameroon named Frick, Franz Pengop. It it seems like a made up name. I'm I'm not too sure about it. We'll we'll see what happens. He seems like more depth than anything. But before that, their one big move of the offseason, while every other team in MLS is making these amazing signings, finding finding guys from South American leagues that are really going to be game changers. There, there's a lot of, there's a new Los Angeles team coming in next year. They're making big splashes and stuff. And Minnesota's big move of the offseason, and you, you, you two are going to think I'm making this up, but I'm not. Their big move of the offseason was signing the coach's kid, who is not good at soccer. Oh, no. It's Come like, on. It's like a Russian dictatorship. <laughs> you compare everything to that, though. Oh no! Here come the bots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the it's just it's amazing to me that it's like one year in to Minnesota having an MLS team, and already Terry Ryan is somehow in charge of the franchise. I don't know how he got a job working for Minnesota United, but it's happened. I just wanted to complain briefly. Thanks for indulging me, guys. Uh, we can we can we can stop talking soccer now. Um, if I may, uh, if I may counter uh, John's um, negativity about our uh, beloved sure. corporate partner, the Minnesota United, um, we had uh, <laughs> Ethan Finley at the brewery today shooting a commercial, and he was just a pleasant young man and. Uh, Really, I'm looking forward to a second season of Minnesota United Soccer. Um, as they build the new stadium in Midway, another season at TCF Bank Stadium, and I can't thank them enough for uh, all they've done for us at Surly Brewing and uh, another year of Rising North Pale Ale coming this spring. It's going to be great. I'd like to just... Why can't uh, you fail to record pile... that instead of all the awesome stuff Excuse me, said. John, John. Uh, Mr. Mr. Footy and Mr. Soccer have the floor here. So, Doctor Soccer, you is Dr. Uh, just Doctor Crease and Mr. Puck, and I'm Doctor Crease and Mr. Footy, and he's Mr. Puck and Doctor Soccer. So, Doctor Soccer just spoke. He and did. If he did Mr. not go. hold on. He did not go to six years of Crease school to be called Mr. Crease. So if, okay, so hold on, I'm Doctor Crease, Mister. So Doctor Soccer just spoke, and Mister Footy would not like to have the floor, and I would just like oh. to pile on, and uh, say, boy, I just 
I can't say enough of the Minnesota United organization and their partnership <laughs> with Surly. As you know, uh, I love Surly. I've always loved Surly. We're the unofficial uh, podcast of Surly Brewing, and it's it's meant a lot to me and my family, and, and, and some of the best times I've had have been there. And if any, any fan or partner of Surly is a fan or partner of mine, so I just wanted to... Get that on the record as well. So, John, I appreciate your you taking the floor for that uh, wildly inappropriate, angry statement of yours. But I just have to. I just had to wash my hands of the whole thing. <laughs> you guys are collectively <laughs> the best friends you guys. But I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we let you get that off your chest. <clears throat> Don't worry, we're not recording. <laughs> it's nice um, that I spent 43 <laughs> seconds talking about actual sports, and you guys spent four minutes making it. Just <laughs> we have corporate partners, John. John we don't corporate have corporate partners. partners. I would be well, more than happy to shill for any corporate partner that the sport of God, but unfortunately all of that money fl- flows directly into Stu's college fund for his children, which I guess I can't. Say I don't support because college costs way too much money. Oh, anyway, so this well, is uh, well, hey, this is Doctor Crease, Doctor Crease, and Mister Footy speaking again. I just wanted to say I uh, I disavow any language involving the word "shill." I think it's offensive. I would never <laughs> call myself that or call Mister Doctor Footy that. And uh, I just also wanted to get that on the record too. But John, I really appreciate your your th- your your uh, thoughts on this matter. Right. Do you want to? Do you, you guys want to move on? Let's. <laughs> Minnesota soccer is Sean Spicer and Sarah Sanders. <laughs> this is the last podcast. This is the last one of the sport. We got 233 before it all went to help. So that's fantastic. Um, I do have a dad life question for you, Brandon. If we're moving on to dad life here, yeah, let's. You you currently have a six year old and a three year old, right? Uh, yep. Yep, I do. How how are you not insane now? Um, well, I think that's uh, sort of a leading question, presuming that I'm not insane. Yeah, I guess that's uh, a good point. But it's uh, it's not easy. I'll no. tell you. I'll tell you why I'm asking. Er, okay. We are. We have a one and a half year old now, and she is. She sort of zoomed through the fun. I'm walking now. I can get. I can go around and explore things, and this is amazing to see the world through this tiny human's eyes. She sort of zoomed through that stage, and now she's like into the toddler tantrum. My only goal in life is to break all of your things. Stage. How did you ever get through that? And you had two boys who, I assume, just walked around your house destroying everything. They do. Uh, they did, and they and they continued to do so. I don't really have anything I can say besides I think I just got comfortable being unhappy. <laughs> so maybe that's a good thing to do. I, I'm, I'm not sure that that was what I was hoping to hear. I'm going to be honest with you there, Brandon. Well, I think that there's a thing that parents do, and maybe some of them are being honest, but I have to think some of them are lying when they're like, well, you know, it's tough. It's tough here and there, but it's all worth it and all that, you know. 
whatever. And I'm doing a as I say this, you can't see me, but I'm doing a uh, a uh, a hand gesture commonly associated with male masturbation when I do this. So most people say that sort of stuff, but I think it's okay as a parent to be honest and say. Uh, no, being around my kids right now is not fun, and I don't really enjoy it. Uh, I sometimes am happy hanging out with them, but a lot of times I'm not happy hanging out with them. Uh, and I think just generally speaking, um, not to get too uh, melodramatic or whatever, it just you'll be you'll you'll be a better person and you'll be a more gratified happy person in the long run if you stop trying to be happy and start trying to be proud of yourself <laughs> um, so I think I just have done that in in terms of parenting and in terms of lots of things of like I'm not trying to be happy anymore because I think that's that sort of immediate gratification stuff just leads you to you know, bad decisions and unhealthy decisions or whatever else. And I started trying to be like, yeah, I'm going to come home tonight uh, at six o'clock and my kids are going to go to bed at eight 30. And within those two and a half hours, it's probably not going to be a whole lot of fun. Like there'll be moments when it's sort of fun, but a lot of times it's going to be them not eating their dinner or them throwing their food around and then me picking up after them. And then them, Screaming at me to play with them. If I don't pay attention to them 100% of the time, they get mad at me. Uh, or like fighting with each other, whatever. It's like it's two and a half hours. It's not fun right now. And I am okay saying that that's not fun right now. I love my kids and there are there are cool... Again, there's there's moments. There's some nights that we have where all two and a half hours are a blast. And they crack me up and they're getting along or whatever. But there's lots of other nights when it's fucking painful. It sucks. It's two and a half hours. It sucks. And at 8.30, I think a lot of parents would admit, like, it's a really good feeling when your kids are down. To, like, they're done for the night, right? Um, you know, you get a little bit of time to hang out and screw around and, you know, do the things that we do. I watch I watch uh, hockey, as you know, and soccer, as you know. Yeah. Dr. Priest and Mr. Puck, Mr. Footy. Um, but... The way I stay sane is legitimately stop thinking about trying to have this be a moment in my life where I can, where I'm legitimately happy mood wise every night. Because I think that's unrealistic and it's silly. And if you try to do that, you're just gonna not be proud of yourself. So, Stu, I'm I'm gonna need you to come in right now and give me a little bit of an "It Gets Better" speech. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. Um... First of all, the Wild beat Chicago, so that's good. And I think oh. that uh, lifts their playoff odds up to probably 35%, 36%. Um, so, uh, so that's good. Um, looks like uh, Koivu had an assist on the winning goal, so Clarence will apologize the next time he's on the show, which is nice. <laughs> Keep him a little humble. Uh, Be humble. That's uh Clarence's motto. It was four on four. Why was Koivu even on the ice? He's slower than Brandon on skates. <laughs> well, come on. You don't know that. Um, as for parenting, John, it does get better. Um, and then you miss, you know, the uh, the grind part of it you don't miss. But, you know, they're around less and you miss them that way. That's, uh... But, yeah, it's, yeah, those, uh... <clears throat> The uh, young, you know, that one through three span, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Even um, 
and again, that's why single parents get all the all of my love and respect because if you don't have that division of labor, it's even just I I don't know how they do it because it's so so much. I believe uh, the millennials call it extra. Uh, the kids are being extra right now for you, and uh, that sounded patronizing. So I'll we'll just go back. We'll fix that. In, we'll fix that in post. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means, Stu. Uh, if you're extra, that means you are being extra. Oh no! So I don't. I don't understand. I still... <laughs> no, it's uh, because it means you are you're like a YouTube star, and you go to a suicide is, forest. And is Piper there? Good. No, she is not. She's doing. She's doing uh, homework in her room. So she she get can't. A child is get is a kid that extra? Knows talking about. Is doing homework in your room extra? It yeah, seems that's a thing that people extra. still do. It, the, yeah, oh, but shit. I mean, is it? Oh, I, never mind. I don't even want to know anymore. That people do homework? That's legit. No. Let it go. Okay. Just tell me that parenting gets better and that they don't stay one year one and a half forever. No. Brandon you don't. brought me Brandon brought me pretty far down by saying, Listen, you gotta stop trying to be happy and just yeah. embrace the miserableness. Yeah. You yeah. Do. Embrace you the do. embrace it's the only way to survive. Yeah, embrace the misery and then eventually she'll grow out of this phase and then she'll go into the phase where she has lice every three months and you gotta wash all of your shit. So that's uh, um, well. That sounds delightful. Yeah, John. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and my three-year-old is a prototypical three-year-old. And by that, I mean uh, one of the worst human beings on the planet. Right. There is nothing worse than a three-year-old. Uh, no, you're in the heart of it right now. Maybe your kid is turning into a bad person uh, sooner than most. Maybe she's like an early developer, and then she'll be out of it sooner. But when they start having opinions, when they're when they're old enough to have opinions but too young to understand consequences, is this spot where life is really bad. Um, I probably have talked about it before, but like, I will get Fitz will ask for a popsicle. We'll have a red popsicle left, and he wanted an orange one, and he will take and throw a full popsicle into my face, and I've got like popsicle melted all over my face. That's like. Not like a rare thing, legitimately an every single day thing is he's having some weird meltdown where he's throwing something or screaming at us for something. That sucks. And that's just a thing that you, anybody who tells you that having a three-year-old is fun is lying to you. But I also have a six-year-old. And Jones, as a six-year-old, has some ups and downs. Um, It could be a lot worse. He's got friends. He's smart in school, whatever. But he also is is kind of a misbehavior in school. Like he's the kid who like will rile up his friends and uh, get in trouble. So he's a troublemaker, and that's really hard to deal with. But by and large, he uh, he's a pretty good six year old. And I can tell you, as Stu just said a few minutes ago, there's going to be a time when you look back and you're just like, oh shit, I miss all of this sort of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I don't miss anything about three year olds. But I know for a fact that like a week into Jones going into kindergarten was the time when I started thinking like I wish I could just like dip you in ember and have you never grow ever again because he's old enough now where he I took him to a Wolves game and he sat there the whole time and the howl meter came on and he did it 
and he wanted to wear his wolves hat, and he just like I could hang out with him, and not exactly right. I mean, it gets a little bit easier as they get a little bit older, but this was the first time when I started feeling like he's not a thing where I have to like plan around him anymore. If he and I want to go out to a restaurant, or if I want to go get a beer, and I'll bring him up to you know somewhere with me, he'll do that, and he'll hang with me, and he's smart and fun, and like knows a bunch of shit. And it's incredible to see some of this development stuff. Like he already can read and write his name and all that sort of stuff is is really, really, really unbelievably gratifying. It's still work. Uh, he's not a friend of mine, you know. Um, but it gets, it gets oh, he's, less hard. He's no than, friend of mine, sir. He's no <laughs> friend of mine. If you heard that he was my friend, you lies. are mistaken. You are. You have heard wrong, Mister. Um, so. I will just say that I I am get so for me it is very clear like the once they get into school or kindergarten age or somewhere around them when they can speak full sentences and understand consequences and you can tell them like hey if you want this new thing this new toy or whatever you have to save up and we'll you know you have to behave yourself for X amount of time like they can understand those sort of consequences um, so unbelievably fun and cool and like every single day like thank god this kid's around um so my age is six right so maybe some parents are like it gets that way at four or some other parents totally legit totally fair if they're like not until they're like nine for me for whatever reason i don't you know see eye to eye with them but then shit that's so young in the grand scheme of things it's just i i've been where you're at and i totally i'm just telling you like just my my advice would be try like being happy should not be the goal right now. Sorry, but it's just it shouldn't be. Um, so you're what just you're gonna have is to plow through it, man. Don't expect tomorrow or the next day to be any better. But like twenty twenty. No, they're miserable human beings. They're so hard to to turn into good human beings. They just are. They're not made. You have to teach them to be good human beings. They're not just going to naturally yeah. do that. Uh, it's gonna. It takes a long time, but it's a uh, it's a slog, and uh, you know. Well, my my daughter's now at the age where, you know, she can move around and she can get around and she has motor skills and she wants things, but she can't communicate what it is she wants. And so Mm -hmm. she gets frustrated and then just loses it. Yeah, it's basically like if you were in Russia or something trying to explain, like, pointing to the beer you want and they keep bringing you all like, did you want a plate of... Shitty French fries? Like, God, fuck, no. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Me in Russia <laughs> getting served French fries. Just how frustrated I am. And all I God to damn it. Bread. Some bread? Uh, yeah. 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 And, so. uh, just, uh, I mean, it's, I, I, there's no quick fix. It's, you know, patience and time. But if you're really looking for a John, I can just say cigarettes. Just think about cigarettes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely think about cigarettes. That'll yeah. calm me down. Yep. I've often thought that nicotine coursing through my bloodstream is the final piece to my healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It does look... I mean, there was always that thing when you were a kid of like, smoking's not cool. It doesn't even look cool. But, you know, and you're like, oh, it kind of does. I've been yeah. rewatching Mad Men, and I still think that every time I see someone, I'm like, God, that's fucking cool. Looking. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, you already do. I mean, you've, you've uh, I don't know if you've done it much since the baby, but you have done curling before. So, I mean. I have curled before. 
part uh, and parcel with the sport. I was going to say, curled cigarettes, that is peanut butter and jelly. I mean, those things, those <laughs> right. are, that is a match made in heaven, my friend. Yeah, you don't need the lung capacity anyway. It's kind of stressful, no. and cigarettes calm you down. It's perfect. It's perfect. So that's something to think about. Yeah, so just consider it. John, are you having any specific things, or is it just like generally like, holy mm. shit, this is more intense than I thought? It's it's mostly just like the my my daughter is currently happy only if you are do are doing nothing but paying attention to her and giving her everything she points to or obeying all of her commands. That's when she's happy. Otherwise, she's angry and miserable. Yeah. And, and it's a hard thing, too. You have to understand, like, when do you start saying no to that? And really, I've talked about this a million times with podcasts, but, like, it comes a point when ignoring your kid is the best parenting move you can do. Right. But it's just hard to know, like, when, what that balancing act is and when, when you start doing that sort of stuff and how far do you take it. And It's hard because in ugh. any specific minute, just giving her exactly what she wants is by far the easier option. Whatever that might be. Just completely giving in and not doing any parenting and just giving her the thing that she's pointing at is always the easiest decision right now. So to constantly try and be trying to remind myself, no, I need to teach her things and I need her to understand that if she does A, then B always follows A, even though... She's not her her mind hasn't really developed enough that she can understand that if A happens then B happens. It's it's she doesn't understand consequence. It's just Yeah. It's it's like having a tiny little drunk person all the time. Yeah. That's the hardest that's the hardest thing for us as very engaged parents. Like today Jones got in trouble at school and he wanted to go uh play baseball in the basement tonight and I had to just be like, No, I'm not I'm going to ignore you instead. I'm going to sit up here and uh, screw around on my phone or whatever the hell. And he's just like, please, please play <laughs> baseball with me. And then, of course, I have, like, flashbacks to me being a kid and being like, right. God damn it. I what? <laughs> And it's a really hard thing to get over of, like, no, I'm actually I'm ignoring you and staring at my phone, not because I'm a dick, but I'm actually trying to be a really good parent right now. Sometimes I do this and I am being a dick, right? Like, it's hard right. because that for sure, there's a lot of those examples too. But tonight was one of those examples of like, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to be in a, an engaged parent and understanding when you're going too far with that because there's no real roadmap or really examples right now. So I think it's, I think it's like with that. everything. I just want to know that it's going to get better. So you talk to the people that did it and I just... Just some idea when it was getting, when it's going to get better. Like when, when Quinn, when she was just born, we talked to so many people, and it, people would say, "Well, how's it going?" And my answer was always sort of like, "I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it." And everyone, it was so nice. <laughs> everyone was like, "You just have to get through the first six weeks, then it gets better." I, I know you don't believe me right now, but trust me, it just gets better. And then it did. She started sleeping mm-hmm. like six hours at a time, and suddenly I could also sleep six hours at a time, and my outlook on life was was not so terrible. And so it's nice, like, our our good friend and former podcast guest, Josh Fiedler, is going through that right now, and it was nice to be able to tell him, to pass that along to him, to be like, just get, you got like three weeks left to go. Just get through that, and then... 
things get better. I know you don't believe me right now. So now we're getting into the older when I can look and go, all right, um, she just has to get to like the age of six. Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter will still somehow have three years to go on their contracts, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'm not right. making that up. Their contracts run through the year 2025. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I, I think we point this out every podcast, and every time you mention it, I'm still like, what? <laughs> no. That's no, so far away. Up. That's so long. <laughs> uh, no, I... I will say I, I believe from the beginning that the worst day with your kid was the first day and every day got a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit better because they're getting smarter every day and can understand you better every day, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a little bit of a dip there when you kind of starting at this age for a, for a year or so of you never really know what you're going to get for that day. There, you know, As you know, there's days that are awesome. Yep. Um, but I would say it got better for good um, right around like four or five. Four or five. Yeah, it got better. All right, I can do this. I'm not going to try to be happy. I'm just going to be proud. Do your best as a dad to try to teach them consequences. I don't mean that to be like a hard-ass sort of way, but that's the hardest thing to do as a parent I, right. I've found. Um, and I, I that's the one thing I look back on and I kind of kick myself. It's exhausting and it's hard to have some sort of system of like, if you're good, you get this. If you're not, you get that. Here's how this works. Well, you know. If you're good, you get extra whatever they like. And if you don't, we'll take this away from you or you can't have dessert or that sort of stuff. We are so bad at that. We're inconsistent. We don't have like a, I don't even know what you want to call it, you know, some sort of setup or, you know, thing in place. And that would have done us way better with these boys. So I would encourage you to think through that sort of stuff when she gets a little bit older. I mean, right now it's way too early, but. (laughs) But make sure that she knows now. How much of an asshole Barry Alvarez is. That's I right. hope we, to God that you're saying this every single day to her. She's got like t-shirts. It's we, it. I mean, make we it talk clear. about it every night. Gosh, that's her bed, That's her nighttime story. Yeah. And then he went on a I rocket. sing her a song and then I say, <laughs> good night. Mom will love you. Daddy loves you. Barry Alvarez should be in prison. Sleep well. <laughs> Don't let Barry Alvarez bite. Huh? Ooh, where? <laughs> I'm scared. Oh man! All right. Uh, Thanks for picking me up. Do you think up. we I should wrap this up, that, guys? Yeah, well, let's keep talking about it. I, uh, I, I, you know, it's really interesting to me. So I'll talk about this as much as you want. Uh, Stuart, have you? I'm still here. Did you record the rest of the podcast? Is your computer still on? <laughs> it's still recording. Don't worry. I had a brief panic attack because the window went entirely black, but that was because it was like a 20% battery, so I went uh, made sure it was still there. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, it was let's, close. let's use that as a cue to wrap this up. We might, right. we might probably, yeah, that's probably a sign to wrap her up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was fun, really fun. So let's uh, go Vikings, and uh, we'll hopefully be back next week, uh, if not sometime after that. Yeah, uh, go Vikings. Yep. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water... 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.